Oh man, ranking camps. Well, so for personal disclaimer, uh, one of my first experiences as uh, as a kicker or punter growing up was attending not a ranking camp, but it was a huge camp. There must have been there must have been over you know eighty kids at this particular camp with barely eight coaches, uh, probably even less, I think. And so there was a really, really uh, bad coach to kid ratio at this camp. And there was really no consideration for the fact that I I was really a a newbie. I didn't know anything about how to kick or pawn or anything like that. And so I I ended up just kind of lost for about three days. It was a sleepover camp. Um, And uh, it really left a bad taste in my mouth uh, for, for, for kicking and punting. Um, and it really wasn't until I found uh, actually Dan Orner, who's uh, originally from upstate New York, kind of close uh, to where I grew up. He was running a camp and um, there was about like 10, 12 kids at that particular camp. But but the focus was, was purely on form and, and getting better. And I think he's got a great operation down in uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. And... Um, you know, it really uh, struck me that I had been wasting time going to these bigger camps when, uh, you know, going to a bigger camp thinking I just had to go there and quote unquote show off when really I had nothing to show. Um, so that's kind of my first principle is don't go to a ranking camp unless you're already really, really good. How do you define really, really good? I would say if you're not in that top 20 percentile of uh, kicker in the nation, it's not worth going to those camps. You're better off taking the couple, the 500, 600 plus dollars when you add in travel expense, hotel, and reinvesting that into working with a more local coach who's going to focus on your form um, first. And so, you know, all those top kids at uh, Coles Camp or Sailor Camp and um, or uh, Kicking World Camp. I mean, there's so many operations out there now. Uh, all those top kids do work with somebody individually, whether it's uh, a solo coach or if it's a, um, a regional coach of those large camp operations. But I, I really think it's a misnomer and it's unfair to, to call these, uh, you know, kicking camps. They're ranking camps. They're, they're, they're really just about ranking. Um, is it worth going to those camps? I would say it's worth going to those camps if you are able to cleanly hit a 55-yard field goal, if you're able to hit a 4-0 kickoff from the 35-yard line, uh, or if you're able to hit it out the back of the end zone on a kickoff, if you can hit a, if you can hit eight punts and average 4.8 hang and have them go 48 yards each with great location, I think it's worth it. Um, it's tough at these ranking camps because because how you get better, how you train kids to get better is not how you make money as a kicking coach. You train kids to get better in small groups or individual sessions, which don't have as high a profit margin on your time. Unless you're Gary's honor, you can't really get away with charging 1200 bucks uh, for uh, a day individual session because he's had a thousand years experience in the NFL. So, but, you know, like, so to, to make max amount of money, max profit margin, you get the most amount of kids that you possibly can in one spot on one field, and it looks great when you take the aerial footage of 100 kids all warming up in really neat rows. Coles has a, a great marketing 
uh, department. Um, but at the same time, like, just know that you're not going to those camps to necessarily get better. You're going there to show off. You're going there to, sh- to showcase a product. And if you if you really read the the fine print on a lot of these camps, they that while there is a, an element of coaching, um, they're pretty upfront about about what they are. So I think it's more incumbent upon the consumer, particularly the parent and the player, to really research these camps and to see, like, is this really going to be good for me? If I'm only a freshman in high school and I can barely hit a clean extra point off of a one-inch block, is this really the best investment of time for my family? Or should I spend time working with their regional coach or another coach uh, to get better first? Um, And then, of course... There's the there's an element of economic need versus merit. These uh, showcase camps are always marketed as the the best will survive, and the um, you know the, the the best player will will be the last man standing and all that. And that's cool. That's exciting. Like every who doesn't want to be the guy with a thousand people standing around them uh, hitting that game game-winning kick or that, you know, big bomb kick, but um, at the same time, like, there there are, how do you know, you know, there, there is an economic component, so for example, like, uh, obviously you're, you're paying to attend these camps, these camps are for-profit, they're not non-profit, so if you attend more camps, generally speaking, not only will you get better, but you'll also have a better relationship with the organizers of those camps who would then be more likely to, whether consciously or unconsciously, give you a a better quote-unquote ranking. Um, Where that happens, how would you be able to tell if that was actually the case? It's tough to say. Like, there's really great coaches in all those operations, and and obviously they they know what they're doing. Um, but I think it is hard to have those, it is tough in those scenarios when you have a kid who has been faithfully coming to all of your camps and is, is a a really, a really good, uh, participant and, you know, a great kid to be around. Um, they've got all your stuff. They've, their families invested an enormous amount of time and money and effort into going to these camps, not just kicking, but any, any, um, position camps. And then there'll they'll be a kid who maybe doesn't have the ability to go to every single ranking camp, just come by and absolutely blow everybody out of the water. And then at that point, the coaches and the evaluators are, you know, stuck with a choice. Like, do you, do you favor the kid? Do you give the kid a higher ranking who just came to a one-off camp um, who doesn't have the ability to go to all our events? Or do you favor the kid who's been more economically viable for your operation? I think you really have to be coaches like myself or other coaches really need to be up front uh, with kids and families and parents uh, in saying that, you know, listen, like, there, yes, like, if you come to the trainings, you will get better, but everybody is different. Um, and that doesn't always mean that uh, you're necessary. Just because you have been coming so often doesn't mean your ranking will uh, get improved just based on economics alone. I think that's a really tough conversation, and I think uh, the coaches that do care have that internal battle that often goes on um and then you know there again there are so many operations that run camps now it's very tough for college coaches to even really know what does a what does a five-star kicker actually mean um 
if you've noticed, there have now been 3.5 stars, 4.5 stars, 2.5 stars. I haven't seen that yet. But, um, you know, if one coach tells a special teams coach, oh, he's a five-star kicker, and another coach tells another player he's a four-star kicker but they're the same talent, it can get confusing to college coaches. I think college coaches, above all else, just want clarity. Like, can this kid kick at the level that we want him to kick at? Or can he not? Don't just push a kid to me because he pays you a bunch of money. Push a kid, give me a kid who's going to help me ultimately keep my job. And again, that just comes with with coaching integrity and uh, making sure you clearly communicate to kids that just because you do know a coach does not mean you have control over what what choice that that coach will ultimately make. Now, um, again, there's nothing intrinsically wrong with a ranking camp. Go. I think they're a ton of fun. If you're when you're really good and at that level, it, it's a lot of fun. You get to connect and meet with other kids, and it's fun. It's a competitive environment. Um, and I, I think, I think though, for most kids, for the eighty percent of the kids that are not in that twenty percent top, use that. Reinvest your money to first get better, to have something to show off at these camps, so you can get a little bit more return on investment there. Um, and that's kind of it in a nutshell on ranking camps the best college football recruits do this they follow the law of value the law of value is simple you always seek to help out or contribute something valuable to the to some to others in every situation you do, you always look to bring more value than you take in return. One of the things that's really discouraging is to see recruits in high school with a sense of entitlement, waiting for a coach to call them, waiting for a coach to find them, and then getting upset if they're not offered on the first couple seconds on a phone call. The reality is the average college football coach who's tasked with finding kickers, punters, or snappers is often very overworked, probably underpaid, and has a message inbox of thousands and thousands of messages filled with people just like you who all they do is want a chance. You have to bring value as a recruit. So what do your college coaches value? They value trust. They value performance. First and foremost, I think it comes down to three things. Grades. You are a contributor to the college that you're trying to go to. So a college coach is not going to want to bring on somebody who's just all about football. Remember, they're stuck with you for four years too. What are your grades like is usually one of the first questions a college coach is going to ask you. For better or for worse, a GPA is a sign of how committed you are to doing the little things right and contributing to your school culture. If you've got a low GPA and you're not God's gift to football or you know the next Odell Beckham Jr., you're going to have some problems in the college recruiting world. The next thing is you have to have something valuable to show them. You have to have a high value skill. As a kicker, punter, and snapper, your high value skill is the actual thing that you do in your position. So if you're looking to play Division I FBS football where you play on Saturdays on ESPN, the reality is you're going to have to be able to hit a 55-yard field goal pretty comfortably 10 out of 12 times with a max range of beyond 60 off the ground. You're gonna have to be able to hit a 4.0 to 4.2 or so kickoff that goes minus 10 
from the high school kickoff line. You're gonna be you're gonna have to hit a punt that spirals and turns over that's on the other side of 4.5 seconds of hang and over 45 yards about 10 out of 12 times. That's what I'm talking about as a valuable skill as a player. If you cannot do those things, the reality is those college coaches are not going to want to take a look at you or invest in you because that just doesn't match their metrics. The last thing you should do is to be proactive. The easier you make your college coach's job, the more they're going to like you and probably want to give you more opportunities. If a college coach has to wait a week for you to respond to an email, they're moving on. If they have to search and dive into your Twitter profile to find some tape, they're going to move on. If you are proactive, if you return phone calls, if you go on tours of the college campus, if you attend the camps that they ask you to attend and introduce yourself and stay in touch about once a week, that makes their life a lot easier, especially when they're interested in you. So I hope the one thing you would take from this uh, little mini podcast was that as a recruit, you need to look to bring value to the college football program that you are trying to become a part of. Remember, you are selling yourself. You are in sales as a college football recruit. And you need to do things that make the college football program and their coaches want to quote unquote buy you as a part of their program for the next four years or invest in you. So again, guys, always look to bring value first. Think about who it is you're trying to help out. You're trying to help out, not yourself. You're trying to help out a college football coach of the team that you're trying to become a part of. Get into their world. Really put yourself in their shoes. Provide something of value to them. Have the skills that they're looking for. Talk to them. Be proactive. Get great grades. And you will soon find that more opportunities are going to come to you.